Welcome to another episode of the Chosenland Wrestling Report, and I am your host, the Ultimate One. I am coming to you live from New York City, and today is AEW's review, episode four. We're going to talk about what happened last night at Pittsburgh, and AEW Dynamite started off with a blast. I'm talking about you cannot you cannot ask for a better show than the way this show started on. Um, Wednesday night at AEW Dynamite, the first match was Private Party versus Lucha Bros in semifinals. This match had everything. When I tell you it had everything, these two teams went at it. I mean, they both brought it. Um, it was, oh my God, it was unbelievable. The, the Private Party keeps improving. It keeps doing uh, the uh, the abilities, the wrestling abilities when it comes to wrestling these type of tag teams, is it the Lucha Bros, the Young Bucks, I mean, they're going to keep bringing it as much as you see uh, see them every week, I mean, this match was a great match, they both teams brought it, but of course, you know, Ray Phoenix and uh, Pentagon, Cero Miedo are a tag team that they've been dominating all over the Indies throughout the whole year. They want tag team belts everywhere. They're the House of Glory tag team champion. They're the AAA uh, tag team champions in Mexico. These guys are going to bring it to you and they're going to bring it to you to, to the fullest. And this match did not disappoint us. This was, I give it, a five star match. These guys went at it. But at the end, Private Party came up short with. Um, Pentagon hit the uh, package power driver um, on, I think it was uh, Mark Quinn, um, and um, the private party lost their first match at double, or, I mean, double, not the AEW Dynamite, so they lost their first match to the Lucha Bros, the Lucha Bros will go to the finals next week for the AEW World Tag Team titles. Then, um, after that, they had the introduction of Warlow. I don't know who this guy is. All I know is he was an independent show. I, I don't forgot where he came from. I, I did a research on him when they first did Double or Nothing. Um, so I really don't know much about him. The guy looks jack, and he should be coming soon. And I don't know um, his wrestling skills, but something at least they could, you know, uh, build a new character and uh, the AEW or something. You know, the AEW say, hey, we built this guy. Now he can go anywhere he wants to. Uh, the next match was SCU versus Dark Order. Uh, this match, I mean, kind of uh, impressed me. Because Dark Order, I thought they were going to come out boring. They were not going to be like the way that uh, they were when they wrestled Best Friend. I believe it was Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen. One of those. That, that match was slowed down. That pace was real slow. The methodical. But... I mean, Dark Order showed me a lot of their skills against uh, SCU. Of course, SCU uh, with uh, Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky, this guy is tremendous. This guy has the ability uh, to be a great wrestler in the future. Uh, but him and Kazarian are on point. Um, these guys, uh, even though uh, Christopher Daniel is not teaming up with Kazarian, but Kazarian Scorpio. They're the guy. They're the guys that I think are probably gonna end up winning the. Uh, they're probably gonna end up winning the whole tournament. But of course, like I said, Lucha Bros won the the match. So they're in the finals. So this match was pretty good. The Dark Order uh, kind of um, 
dominated most of this match, but at the end, um, Kazarian and Sky and Sky pretty much hit that SCU move and they pinned um, Uno. I think it was Uno they pinned, and they were able to win this match to go to the finals. And again, people, your people don't see this, but look at this: SCU wins. Lucha Bros went two weeks ago. These guys went at it, right? Or oh, the bit of the first episode of of AEW. Then last week, um, Lucha Bros attack the SCU, pretty much putting out Christopher Daniels. And this is great story. See how this is built? This is the way wrestling should be built. Storyline should be built. But other wrestling promotion, which I'm not gonna mention because it's not daytime, they don't see that. So that's kind of you know, kind of like, I'll be like, ah, oh, it's ridiculous. But during the match, uh, the inner circle showed up and took the pre- uh, seats in the press box. And they sat there uh, watching the match and, you know, pretty much booing uh, the, this tag team match. But anyway, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. And the next match was kind of weird for me because I, uh, I was not expecting this match. It was Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega in a regular match. Uh, this match was pretty good. Joey Janela um, showed that he could hang with uh, Kenny Omega. Omega, of course, uh, he wanted to prove to people that he could beat Omega. I mean, he could beat uh, Joey Janela. I'm sorry, um, and and pin him and actually win a match without being a you know, non-action match like he did a couple of weeks ago. Um, so. You know, this match was pretty good. Joey Janela pretty much showed that he could hang with uh, uh, Kenny Omega, but he took a crazy bump, Joey Janela. He went to the top rope, and Omega was laying down on the edge of the ring, and Janela just dove off the top turnbuckle and hit his whole body on the edge of the ring outside. I'm like, what in the world are you doing? And that, of course, Kenny Omega jumped on it, he pretty much, uh, he hit a V-trigger. It was a vicious V-trigger on Joey Janela. And at the end, Kenny Omega ends up winning with the one-wing angel. Um, and, um, and remember, Kenny Omega won the AAA Mega Championship from Ray Phoenix. They did mention that in this episode where he said, uh, I think he's going to defend the belt in AEW also. So that is cool because like I said, AAA and AEW has a working relationship. So AAA has also a working relationship with Impact, which I wouldn't mind these three uh, promotions getting together and doing something big. Remember, Impact uh, did uh, the all, uh, all In a couple of years ago. They brought in some of their wrestlers and they were able to work with New Japan, Ring of Honor. It was a great time. That was the best pay-per-view I ever seen that uh, in, in my lifetime I think um, it was the that's why you knew wrestling was going to be great again when all in all in so but going back again with this AEW stuff it was a, a good way to start the match I mean to start the show so then after that Cody Rhodes comes out he's about to make a big announcement and out of nowhere the inner circle on the press box stopped making noise you hear Jericho um pushing the horn real loud uh, kept interrupting Cody Rhodes at one point uh, Cody Rhodes said this is not like the other promotions that we keep it behind the ropes 
Um, and it looks like Cody Rhodes was going to go up there and face the whole inner circle. This week, Jake Hager was not there. So it was just Santana, Ortiz, Guevara, and Jericho. Um, so they were going to go, uh, Cody Rhodes was going to go up there and he noticed that it was, uh, when Jericho said, it's one of you and four of us, uh, you're going to be that much of a dummy to come. And out of nowhere, it comes out um, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes comes out and it looks like now it's four on two then mjf comes out and now it's four on three mjf i don't really trust him but it's gonna happen guys it's gonna catch everybody by surprise then out of nowhere ddp shows up to be part of the um, four on four and they ended up going over the barricade going up the up the press box and it was great because the press box then uh, jericho and his henchmen went inside his little room locked the room there was a glass um, door um, and I, I was saying is he going to break that door Cody Rhodes is going to break that window I hope he doesn't do like what Goldberg did a couple of years ago or well, actually a, a decade ago when he put his whole fist or a limousine and tore his all tendons from his forearm well nope Cody Rhodes would then ask um, MJF to let him his scarf he wrapped the scarf around his um, his fist and broke the window and then went in there and grabbed Jericho, Santana, Ortiz, and Segarara. A big brawl ensued out in the concession stand. Some guy with a crutch was there. He got knocked down. I mean, it was crazy. At one point, I can't stop laughing. Uh, Cody grabbed Jericho's head and put it inside the ice cream machine. Um, it was it was great. I mean, and I felt that that impact, that that, that the, the way I used to feel back in WCW days when the NWO used to come out, WCW used to come and, and it was a big brawl and it felt so great and that's that's the feeling I've been wanting to feel for so long and this last night actually brought back a lot so many memories that says hey, AEW is going to do great just give it a chance and we'll, we'll see what will happen, you know um, so, you know, something to look forward to we'll be right back and we're back. So, after the brawl, um, pretty much then on um, the next match was the best friend versus the Young Bucks. This match was pretty a classic match. I mean, these guys um, had, I think they wrestled back in Japan. Uh, it was an up and down between uh, one minute the uh, Young Bucks will take control of the match, then the best friends will take control of the match. So it was a back and forth situation. But, you know, the Young Bucks are too good. When it comes when they get they're ready to to bring it they'll bring it to you and they pretty much did what they had to do uh it was a classic match it was a classic match between two good teams i mean i just feel the best friends had just won one match since they've been there um so i'm sure the tag team division um, is going to get better in due time i'm sure that the best one will win matches but this one the young bucks ended up being the best friends um after they pinned uh, Beretta or Trent, um, so they ended up beating him. After the match, after that match, we had a women's match. A newcomer that I never seen named Jamie Hader. Uh, apparently, she comes from um, I think Shimmer or Stardom, one of those promotions, and she used to team with uh, Lee Presley. And um, so she came out and she looked at vicious in the whole nine. And she wrestled against Britt Baker. And of course, Britt Baker, the home girl, hometown girl. I mean, she went to Pittsburgh, and she's from Pittsburgh. And this match, um, you know, started up. But um, Haiti Hater decided to attack Britt Baker. She dominated most of the match. 
um, I saw her being very dominated. Um, she looked like a big girl that could take it. But I mean, to me, uh, Brie Baker does not look as good as the first time I ever saw her. I think it was uh, the year and all and all and all in uh, all out. One of those. Uh, she looks like I don't know. It's just uh, I feel like she's not on point. I don't know. And um, and to me, this match, Jamie Hayter show that she's a good wrestler and showed that she could bring it to anybody. Britt Baker, I mean, took some control of some of the matches. They went outside, but uh, at the end, Britt Baker put the uh, uh, that uh, lockjaw claw that she does, and um, and she gets the win. But the most interesting part of this was that then they were going to interview uh, Jamie Hayter, and out of nowhere, uh, Jamie Hayter is talking, and Britt uh, not number because Brandy comes out of nowhere. Brandy Rose and attacks Jamie Hader and knocks her out, and then she just points at the interviewer like real upset. So what I'm getting is that Brandy Rose is the one who's sending probably all these wrestlers to beat Britt Baker, and I guess she wants Britt Baker out of the picture so she could get a title shot, or she could win the title, or whatever. And it looks that's what it looks. She was dressed all in black, and it looks like. She uh, is trying to do something. Um, we haven't seen Allie in a while. Actually, I haven't seen Allie in God knows since, I think, the first show. I don't remember when was the last time I saw Allie. So we still haven't seen Allie. We still haven't seen also Khan. We haven't seen Big Break, uh, Brie Prisley in a while. Uh, there's other women in there that we haven't seen. Penelope, Brie Ford, I think we saw a couple of weeks ago, but she was in the dark, uh, AEW Dark. So, I mean, I think they need another hour, to be honest. So they could promote more of the women's but you know um, who knows then the match that uh, everybody was waiting for it was the John Moxley versus Pac and of course Moxley was coming down the ramp when Pac went and attacked him with a chair from behind blindsided him and from there Pac took control of most of the match he kept controlling um, like uh, beating on Moxley Moxley did some type of some type of defense, but it wasn't much. Uh, Pac pretty much dominated, and I know a lot of people were not happy with the with the end result of this. I mean, these guys beat the crap out of each other, but the end it was a double disqualification or uh, or a draw to be honest. And people were booing, and Moxley was pissed off, and he uh, uh, dirty deeds the referee afterwards. Um, a lot of people were pissed off, but. Honestly, I think it was a smart move. After I was watching the match, I was like, okay, uh, who's going to lose this match? And pretty much these two guys had, uh, well, Moxley has to, has to, has to, hasn't wrestled um, Omega yet in a one-on-one match. But Pac beat Omega. And Pac beat Hangman Page. Hangman Page did not come out this week either. So, it was good. You're going to now put it as, okay, double disqualification. Two guys. But what I'm seeing here is something's going to happen where maybe at full gear, Moxley's going to fight Omega and Pac is going to get involved, uh, probably causing a uh, uh, disqualification for uh, Moxley. And it's a three-way three it's going to be formed later on down the line. But this was great because now no one loses. It becomes a draw. Everybody's still undefeated. And that's, you're not going to put one of these guys to lose. It's not going to happen. I know a lot of people were not happy with that. But it is what it is. 
um, overall the show was great it started off I mean I have not felt this so happy to see a new promotion come out of nowhere and just gave me that sensation I felt back in the 90s and end of the 90s with NWO days WCW with with wrestling matter win and losses matter you know um um you know it's not that empty feeling we get every Monday every Friday night again I'm not going to mention their promotions because we know who we're talking about and it's not their time but this is was great tonight pretty much now we're going to have a great match next week we're going to have the Lucha Bros versus SCU AEW World Tag Team title match so that would be great to see coming up all well, the guys this is it I thank you for listening um, if you guys like what you hear tonight um, don't forget to subscribe to my um, Apple or iHeartRadio or Pandora, whatever you guys can get me in the, in the, um, the podcast. Apple, Pandora, iHeartRadio, uh, what else? Google, Spotify. You can find me everywhere. So check me out. Any of those and subscribe to I have more episodes. You can check those out. Um, also, uh, you can find me on YouTube, my YouTube channel called Ultimate One Wrestling News. Um, see the latest video I got there and the other videos you have not seen you can subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell check out my links on top on Instagram Facebook and Discord and Twitter I'm those over there check it out and that's, that's it for you that's it that's it guys that's it it was a great show and hopefully you guys enjoy my old podcast and we should be seeing each other again this Monday with more wrestling news and i'll see you guys next week thank you for listening to the chokeslam wrestling report thank you for my subscribers all my 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 supporters i'll see y'all next week